Oh, he's French. I just realized that. Yeah, he's French. So he's going to surrender soon then. (laughs) (laughs) Still got it. Welcome back to the What's Our Verdict TV podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Today we are discussing Westworld Season 3, Episode 4, Mother of Exiles. We do learn a lot in this episode, fellas. And uh, what did you guys think of the episode? Just up front, knee-jerk reaction. I'll go first. Matt's in here. I, you know, JJ, I'm, I'm sure you're going to talk about this shortly, but a lot of heavy hitters in this episode. But I, I don't know if this was the twist already that they're giving it to us, but I wanted to be more surprised. But I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I wasn't. And but I love the action and and some of the scenes that we are displayed. But if this was the big twist, hopefully there's more to this twist. I'm sure there will be it being Westworld, but I wasn't as impressed as I wanted to be. I get that. Yeah, I agree, Madsen. I I thought the episode started out super strong and they're setting up some really cool kind of reveals. And then they got to the end and the reveals, I think were a little underwhelming. But hopefully, like Madsen was saying, that it's not like a grand reveal. It's just setting up for something more in the future. All I could think about was some of the action scenes, or especially when... Um... Dolores fights, what's the Hemsworth brothers? Stubbs. Stubbs. At least there wasn't a battle axe because I kept thinking about Javier and a battle axe. And <laughs> he would have done a lot better if he had a battle axe. Dude, it's this true. was slightly better. It was like a step above that. Come on, dude. He was fighting her with one arm and he still got some good shots in. If he'd had both hand- views of his oh. other shoulder, I think he'd have taken her down. Yep. That's right. I forgot about that part, actually. Or if physics played a role. Like, the mass of that guy throwing a fist into a yeah, I just I, I feel like that would break some bones pretty easy yeah dude her nose absorbed that right cross really well like <laughs> <laughs> right she's a machine right just chalk it up to that her nose is made out of something that's not bone but is mimicking bone so maybe when she made herself she was like I'm gonna fight I'm gonna fight Stubbs soon so I gotta prepare for this well it's interesting that you say that because during that whole sequence, when they're in that place, a lot of the dialogue. So I watched it the second time and I always put the subtitles on when I watch it the second time. So I don't miss dialogue. It was as if they knew those two were coming. They said they were early, earlier than expected, but they expected them to show up to interrupt. So I was really intrigued by that. So it wouldn't surprise me if there was some expectation layered there for Dolores to say, I'm going to have to go after Stubbs. And because he, she, he did say, or I guess we should say she said that it was our friends have showed up, not just Bernard. Oh, it definitely seemed like she knew that they were coming to the party. Yeah. The Stubbs and Bernard show did not know what was going on. They grabbed the wrong guy at the wrong time. They didn't. Uh, that was just kind of funny to me is they showed up, they grabbed Liam and then they're like clicking the button at him, like trying to get him to to shut down or like whatever it is that the button does. And he's still just looking at him like, you guys are crazy. And then Stubbs pulls out the gun. It's like, we're going to do this my way. Leads him out. You know, 
I love those two. In that hotel room, I was laughing so hard. When he when uh, Stubbs is busting his chops, he's like, I want to thank you, Bernard, for bringing me to this shithole. Like, my time in murder simulation theme park, with it makes me look back with fondness on that. <laughs> I did like that line. <laughs> Going back to that button, though, because it was taken from Bernard, we don't know if the button works on any of the hosts, a.k.a. any of the Doloreses, right? Because he didn't get a chance to click it on a host. Besides Stubbs. Yeah, Stubbs was the only one that they showed him trying it on. I was a little surprised when Connells came out that he didn't at least try, but it may be that he was just shocked that he had figured incorrectly that they were going to go after Liam. But I was waiting for him to at least attempt the click. Well, I think it goes back to what Javier always brings up with Bernard. It's like, if this is the bad guy to Dolores, then then we're all screwed because he's not doing a good job. No, it's just I was just saying he's getting his ass kicked. He's He looks like an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's losing for sure. And I, I'm wondering, though, so my now, you know, kind of deep dive is now that we know who all these hosts are, that it's all Dolores, I was like, okay, so is the question now when he switches over, I'm wondering if Bernard, the secondary Bernard, there's if there's a hint of Dolores in there. Man, she built him for crying out loud. So she has to, which is he aware, he's aware of the fact that there may be something hidden there. But I think that might be part of where the big reveal is. Cause I don't think you guys, I think you guys are right. I think there's more to come. I don't think this was the big reveal. I think this was the wet your whistle reveal. Um, is something else I obviously we, we, didn't start talking about where the episode starts. JJ, I just want to know your thoughts on William, the man in black, and what we were presented with in kind of Dolores, aka Charlotte Hale, then getting him institutionalized into a like a psych ward and such. Um, it felt felt like the closure, the closing out of the man in black's character, uh, which I wasn't expecting, but I was actually okay with to a certain degree. I love Ed Harris, so I'm always sad to see him gone from anything or stop so I, I but i feel like it was a nice goodbye to him you see that the man is completely cracked he has no idea what's real what isn't he's seeing things he's i mean he just cannot be mentally okay at this point so for him to then quickly fall into a trap of you know dolores is making and that coming full circle with her threatening and telling her telling him in season one and season two throughout that, you know, I will make you suffer and I will bring you down. So the fact that she actually follows through and gets him in the, in the psych ward and, you know, he recognizes, he asks the question and she still refuses to answer. You know, it's, it's really interesting the way that they ended it. So I was okay with it. I'm still sad that we're not going to have more of him because I just love that character. It's a lot of fun. Uh, something else you brought up last episode that it seems like Sorak is a real human being based off just some of the interaction that was happening with Maeve and such, or I don't know if this is all going to be an alternative simulation and such, but do we think Sorak is actually a real human being at this point? Um, I, I'm still up in the air with that. Like, it's obvious that they have the ability to build host bodies because they built Maeve's. So it wouldn't be, it's still not a stretch for me to think that Sorak is a host's body with oh but not like a simulation but he's actually he could be like a robot but his conscience is he's a robot but he's like a host like them in a sense correct now the other thing Uh, that i'm wondering so 
and this goes back to, like I said, I watched, told you guys I watched the last episode of season two. And the one thing that all of season two brought up was the fact that they couldn't get the human conscious consciousness to survive in a host's body because it would start to realize that it wasn't real. And so it would crack at some point that we saw with daddy Delos for a long time, uh, just iteration after iteration. The other piece that I'm wondering is on the flip side on the, in the real world, they have this machine that has the real world iterations of the human psyche on lock, right? To the point that it can predict and control human, the human race down to the person pretty much, which I think there's outliers that they're going to talk about next episode, but almost down to the person they can control them. So would they have the ability to put the human psyche in a host body from that side of it, right? Not the, what they're building off of how they lived in the park, but how they lived in the real world. Maybe there's something there where it is really Sirach's consciousness, or he could just be a real person. There's a lot to go there. I mean, it's a pretty hefty memory of, of Paris being destroyed by a you know a nuclear bomb so i think i could go either way on that but i still am leaning towards that's rehoboam in a Sirach body damn terrorists you have to do that to paris yeah it was pretty shocking it was it, it was a nice way to introduce mave to look you don't know everything even though you think you do and i love mave what a fun mave episode i'm i feel so bad for Sirach if he is a real person when she figures out how to break that that shutdown button. Oh, son of a bitch. He's in trouble. So what's up with this whole, how is she frying electronics and, and accessing them and such? Yeah, is, what is her power? Is she connected to the system that allows her to do that being Rehoboam or where is that coming from? So that was always a thing in the end of season two, she could control any of the machines within the park. And I think, I don't think that would be realistic to say that, if her mind and her, you know, her pearl had the ability to control any machine within the park to say that that would turn off just because you're in the real world. I, 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 to me, it made sense. I was like, that's sweet that she still has some semblance of control of machines outside of the park. Do they explain that in season two? Like how she has control over like general machines, not just other hosts. Yes, there is a. Uh, there's not a lot of machinery in there outside of the hosts, but she c- it does talk about the fact that she can control with her mind. She uses her mind to control one of those keypads later on in the season from a distance, and so she it does show that she has that. But it's definitely on a grander scale this time. I was I thought it was so cool when everybody shits fritzing out as she's walking down the street in Singapore. I was like, that's cool. Even the TVs on the building. So I think they must have enhanced it a little bit with this version of her. But they got to give her every advantage up against Dolores or for Dolores at this point. I don't know if she needs an advantage. She's still got her ass kicked. Well, yeah, after she shot that guy's junk off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for Javier to bring that up. Oh, yeah. Me too. That was like, I it, it I couldn't remember all the like software stuff glitching out because uh, that's all that I could remember Ugh. was that little scene. Dude, I... One thing about this show, like all these like minor bad guys, it's always like one thing or you get raped. (laughs) So they're like, get out of here or we'll rape you. So I'm like, yeah, she shot your balls off. You totally deserve that, dude. Or Ciroc not only taking the guy that that was the middleman to the mortician and showing him what's going to happen to his family because of what Dolores is going to do in the world. And then just still like 
un- just shoots him right in the head, but had to torch him with those images and then kill him. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a note saying this dude's no joke. Like, he's pretty fucked up. Like, he's he's a pretty good villain when it comes down to it. And the fact that he, I mean, I like that they show where his, like, core thinking that obviously he feels that the human race is its own worst enemy. And so that's why he's out to control all of the human race, because he, in his mind, he's got it figured out, right? But is he the villain, though? Or, or That's what I'm curious about with Westworld. Are they, is he really going to be this overarching villain that Dolores ends up actually fighting and realizes, hey, maybe I need to save the humans from this individual and this machine? Is her motivation going to change? Or is he going to be a villain slash hero that takes out the real villain that is Dolores and her four Doloreses. I've just been thinking about that from this episode too. Well, and I think that's, it's a great question in that that's one of my favorite parts of Westworld as a whole. When you think back on all of the episodes, all the things that you've watched with Westworld, there are no good guys and bad guys in this show. There are people in machines and there are people that do bad shit. There are people that do good shit, but there's there's no exclusive good guys or bad guys. There might be people that you root for more than others. Like, for example, I root for Maeve more often than not, but she did some gnarly shit. She sat there and watched this dude get popped in the head. She's going off killing, shooting random dicks off. She's killing people left and right. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where she does some pretty nasty bad shit as well. Dolores does good shit and bad shit. I mean, our quote-unquote hero in this one, even down to Cal... He he's a criminal at night and a construction worker during the day. So, I mean, I really have always enjoyed the complexity of each character. There are no good guys. There are no bad guys. Even Bernard has done some really nasty shit. Rewatching the last episode of season two, I was like, oh, see, he he did some fucked up shit there, too, in the end of that season. So I think there are really not true villains and heroes, but I think there's which side do you lean on? So it makes us as viewers say you know, where would I fall within this, you know, realm of characters? Who would I back? Who would I agree with? Who would I disagree with? Which I really enjoy. I'm not backing Dolores right now. I want her dead. See, that's interesting. And maybe it's because I watched recaps for the first two seasons, but I've kind of been team Dolores after the last couple episodes because I'm just excited to watch her break the system. I'm not going to lie. I'm more team Dolores right now than I've ever been. She was never my favorite. I, in fact, I always kind of just thought she was a whiny crybaby for the first two seasons. Yeah, I missed all that. A badass whiny crybaby. Yeah, fair enough. You got to go back and rewatch or rewatch it. They, I'm telling you that she was that's what I thought. This is she's just a she's a whiny little crybaby in in most of the first and second season. Now don't get me wrong, some shitty things happen to her and she has every right to decimate a lot of people, but she just fucking whines a lot and i was just sorry she always annoyed me but this season she's not whining she's just kicking some serious ass and so i've really kind of been leaning i like her Maeve's still my favorite but i do kind of like dolores more than i ever have javier where are you at who are you rooting for um stubs in the battle axe (laughs) yeah see i don't know man because like i still think dolores is just kind of whiny right like like it's hard for (sighs) I, I think she needs to choose a lane. Either it's a personal vendetta or she's here to like free or she's like a champion of the people. Right. And you just need to pick one. If it's, if it's a vendetta, I'm all for that. Like I'm all for Dolores just capping people who raped her. But if she is, 
if she's like a champion of the people, I'm like, oh, that's kind of boring. And if that, I, I don't know. And then I'm definitely not rooting for Bernard and Stubbs because I'm surprised that they can even like tie their own shoes in the morning. <laughs> like, when are we going to get a quality, you know, matchup here? Maeve was probably the most interesting. Yeah. This episode, I think, because I've never been a huge Maeve fan. Uh, but this one, I, I think she like, I thought she had the like really cool um scenes she had some really good like motivators uh i think she's she like kept to her character she's kept to her character for all three seasons so if i had to choose right now it'd be mave who is dead uh so, she's coming uh, back yeah she's definitely coming back oh she's wasn't what the what's what's the samurai guy's name actually jj uh musashi musashi was about to cut her what pearl out or whatever to actually make sure she was dead but that didn't happen so she's i mean she's definitely coming back see and i think dolores was trying to cut her pearl out because she knows that if she either has mave's pearl and doesn't bring her back then mave's not a problem anymore Mm -hmm. and that was her big thing the only reason she attacked her she said i can't let you be a lackey for Sirak anymore against us and so i think he was getting her to cut her pearl out and i would i was hoping that Dolores got her pearl and then set her loose on Sirak, figured out how to turn off that oh, off switch. Cause I'm telling you that I pray that that happens. Cause I want Sirak to just get maved. I, <laughs> I, I want Dolores to get maved. Well, I do too. Like, I, I mean, I want everyone to get maved if I'm being honest. Cause I just, I love her character, but so go, going back to where that fight happened though, cause obviously we all saw the white fluid that is the, bone structure the skin or whatever makes these hosts what's going on there where dolores is stockpiling the ability to make more of them or just repair them i mean it sure seemed like there was a lot of it yeah i think a little bit of both that's my interpretation is i you know she took over this yakuza gang leader in order to have this warehouse that she can now create hosts because i based on what she told mave is she's still working to create a world for the hosts this new world where they can be there. So, and she has all of the data or she knows where it's at because she uploaded it into that secret location at the end of season two. And so she knows where it's at. So she could bring back a good amount of the hosts, including the ones that are in the Valley beyond. And so she has that, that capability. So I think it's her starting to set the stage to be able to build an immense amount of hosts. You know, what's also good to know is that in a post-apocalyptic world where Paris got nuked and elephants don't exist anymore, the Yakuza still exists, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. at least at least culture is surviving, you know? Exactly. Things don't die. Man, you know what else was pretty cool about the futuristic world that I hope we have? A freaking mirror that puts the suit on me. Dude, that was dope. The augmented reality. Yeah, that was badass. I was like, how cool is that? Because it just looks like it's on you. And then it cut away and you could see that he was just still wearing his clothes. That's going to that happen. That was badass. That, that is going to happen, I would say, in the next five to seven years. I feel confident about that. The other thing I liked, which I thought was super cool, was the whole money transferring things with however they put like electronic chips in your blood so they know it's you and such. That was cool. That worried me, actually. Yeah, that felt really sketchy. <laughs> that was like, I think I... I think we, 
a lot of us would have to be cool with a lot of things real quick before <laughs> any of us are going to put shit in our blood. I think for you, Javier, they have to actually inject that up your butt. So, But with me, that's probably just going to be a shot in the arm. So yeah, big difference Joke's there. on you. I like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm pretty sure it was only the ultra rich that had that shit in their blood, though. Those keys. I can't remember what he called it. The hex key or something like hash that. Key because is your thumb. The hash your key. Finger. Yeah, but that's what it's reading when you do your hash key is reading that DNA stuff. So that's why, like, I was very interested because Cal didn't know what the hell she was doing. And if everybody knew about the, you know, the whatever in your blood, he should have known about that. Right. So I think it's just the ultra rich that have that particular piece of technology. To that point though, when, uh, when Hale was helping to admit the man of black to the psych ward, you, I mean, you guys all saw it. She pricked his neck. So is she what did she need his blood for to like move money or where that's going to come into play at some point i think that was the trigger for the vision of dolores at the end oh yeah i think she put something in his blood. i think she in, didn't pick it in yeah i think she pricked him and put a chip in there that allowed him to see that final message from dolores there you go that's just my thought could be something completely different but what do what did you guys think about that whole setup about like putting him in a psych ward I thought when they when Charlotte kind of reveals that these were the two guys from a mental, I thought I was really satisfied with how she kind of set them up. I don't have any strong feelings about the psych ward, but I was like, oh, yeah, this is I don't know why, but it felt like it fit. So it seemed too easy for someone that that's ultra rich to go down like that, that it's just that easy for someone that he worked with to say, you know what? He's crazy. Put him in a, a, a padded cell and we're done with him like no. Have you seen his house? He's popping off rounds left and right. He's so? obviously not sane. When she admits that he's been, she admits that she's been recording him and his conversations with his dead daughter. All she has to do is show someone that. If you're recording his conversations with someone that's been dead and they have it on record that she's dead, I mean, that's pretty open and shut case, right? This is the man in black. I don't know. It just seems like it was too easy to write him off. That's just my yeah, gut reaction. I'm with. I'm with Matson on that one. I just, I didn't think that was very creative writing. Like an insanity plea. Come on, there's there's cooler, better ways to do it. I definitely understand that it was it was a forced exit for him, but they had to do something with him because people like me were always want. I mean, they didn't resolve his his arc at the end of season two, so they had to have him in this season in some way, shape, or form. So there there had to have been some way to close out his arc and not have him stretch throughout the entire season. Which I think if they tried to stretch it out further than what they did, I mean, I could see argument for killing him, but I think that keeps her from being able to take over his shares, right? It would just go into the estate because he doesn't have any living heirs so that she had to keep him alive. So I think I was pretty satisfied. I liked the way that it went. I could definitely see where the other side of the coin where it's not as satisfactory as it could have been. I think the other part of it is, is are all these self-driving vehicles that have glass doors that open up, are they... They're all just the same, and if you get one, you're going to go to the psych ward, or you need to like, <laughs> check which one you're taking. I'm sure that she was smart enough to realize. The other thing is, is I think that she was smart enough to know that she was going to have to trick him from start to finish to make him think. Because the other question is, is how many psych ward people do you know show up in full-out suits? So uh, I look yeah, at so it. You can probably answer that better than anyone here. You know, <laughs> I actually am an expert being a redhead and just just going through some trying times with the carpets matching the drapes. I certainly could speak <laughs> to those things. 
Yeah, so that's why I think that is. But I like that one. That bank freaking scene was intense. That was pretty cool. I don't know why it was so intense to me. I was like, you kind of know that it's going to happen. But I was sitting there going, ooh, is this going to get fucked up somewhere along the line? So I really enjoyed that. It was very good acting just for a 30-second sequence sitting in a bank, right? I really wanted her to kill everyone. Yeah, like that was going to happen. No, she's not like some like Megatron robot. There was like 20 dudes she, with guns. She hasn't, she hasn't lost a fight yet. Well, she would have lost that one. Uh, we don't know that. It's been four episodes. She hasn't she, lost a she, single fight. She doesn't have a Gatling gun like strapped to her chest. She's going to die. No, she's, she's got impeccable aim. It's what she's got. She, uh, I don't know how many rounds she had in that gun. Or if there was a gun, because I feel like they would have walked through the metal uh, detector. According to the first episode, she had as many as she needed to get the job done. <laughs> no, no, she did run out eventually, remember? Right. And uh, on the last guy. <laughs> no, but so I went back and I didn't tell you guys this, but I went, but when I went back and watched, rewatched the first episode, um, you, they show the clip of that gun that she has when they take it from her. It's actually three clips in one when you fold it back up. So it's got these rotating clips inside of it. So that's where all those guns, the, the bullets. She did run out eventually. Probably but. the only gun like that in all of Westworld. And I would like to point out, it's a magazine, not a clip. Sorry. Well said. For all of our uh, well said. listeners in Oklahoma. Javier's a <laughs> Tiger King. We're going to have a lot more after Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I did have a couple things that bother me, and I, they're very little and stupid, but let me get this straight. They can build robots and VR glasses that can show you everything realistically. You can put a suit on me, and then the computer tells me it's a great fit when I see it. They have rockets in the background that don't only come down, but they go right back up. But they can't fix this fucker's hand. Whose hand? The man in black's hand. Oh, I think from where just, he blew oh, it off. Oh, yeah. Doesn't want to get it fixed. Yeah. I mean, and that yeah. could be possible. That could be true. He doesn't want to be Luke Skywalker or Anakin. <laughs> that was just one of those weird thoughts that I had. He's got the money for it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. I did love Maeve's line, too, when the, the lady said, are you a cop? She goes, now, now, no need to call names. <laughs> oh, is that what she said? Oh, I thought she was saying that she wasn't going to share her name. No, oh. no. He's like, are you police? No, no, no need to call names. <laughs> That's the most insulting thing ever. Yeah, it was so funny. So, yeah, there was some great, I really enjoyed it. And I loved Stubbs before her and him and Dolores start fighting. And he's like, I like the new look. <laughs> and then yeah. they're fighting. He's like, nothing, it's nothing not personal. personal. I actually really liked that exchange where he's like. I did too. I would love to not be here, but Bernard's a dick. And she's yeah. like, yeah, that's, I get that. <laughs> I loved it. And I really hope Stubbs isn't dead. I don't think he is. That kind of fall, I don't think, kills him. But Dude, that's the weird thing about Westworld is characters can die on screen and they're not dead. Yeah, Stubbs already shot himself in the head and he survived that. He can survive a fall from a balcony easy. Yeah, it was only, it was only like 20 feet and he probably just fell on a prostitute, so he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What a great freaking thing. So since you guys asked last time, I'll tell you the the history of the the title and then we yes. probably can be done for this. So for this one, did you know that another name of the Statue of Liberty is the Mother of Exiles? It comes from a poem that that poem that's written on that sits on the Statue of Liberty, the one that talks about give me your, your huddled masses. Yeah, give me give me your poor, tired your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. 
So that's part of that poem is they call her the mother of exiles. So that one's all about the the Statue of Liberty, which is very interesting from a lot of perspectives within this episode, right? You can almost say it's about Maeve, or sorry, about Dolores. She, mother of exiles, all these exiles coming from the Westworld uh, park, you know, all the hosts. It could be said about any number of things. It can also be tied to the fact that Ciroc is French and the French gave us the Statue of Liberty and now there is no France. So, Oh, he's French. I just realized that. Yeah, he's French. So he's going to surrender soon then. (laughs) (laughs) Still got it. Well played, sir. Well played. So yeah, I thought I'd share that with you guys. That's the history of that title, The Mother of Exiles. Poems with JJ. Hey, how do you know that a French gun will work? Oh, God, I don't know how. Because it's never been used and it's only been dropped once. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note. Yeah, on that note. Shoot, this was, uh, yeah, so season three, episode four, (laughs) Westworld. Great times. Uh, Mattson, where can they find us? Yeah, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts on Spotify, Apple or iTunes, however you want to call it, uh, Stitcher, and some other places as well. Social media, you can find us on uh, Instagram and Facebook and also Twitter at uh, What's Our Verdict Podcast. Come give us a shout out and come join us on the comment boards on our posts and give us a subscribe and give us a review on on Apple or um, Spotify. And we're really excited to kind of put out some continued content for you and you'll find our movies and our TV shows. So give us a look. Perfect. Thanks, Matson. All right, guys. That was this episode. Uh, we'll see you guys for the next one. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye bye.